Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. Deal with 
All right, good morning, beautiful people. This is Prison Focus Radio, a project of California Prison Focus. Visit them at www.prisons.org and please play around on that website. We are going to continue um, honoring the and commemorating the 10th anniversary of the California historic California hunger strikes, um, culminating in 30,000 prisoners hunger striking, putting their lives on the line with a core group of prisoners committing to hunger strike to their, to their death to end the torture of solitary confinement in Pelican Bay State Prison, maximum, um, maximum security prison in the security housing units known as the shoes that were designed to break these men. Uh, You can get all of that information. We are going to be reading uh, from some of the the work that these esteemed now elders, heroes, organizers, activists inside who organized these hunger strikes, uh, we are going to be reading from some of their work that they uh, put forth as they were organizing uh, for the hunger strikes. And uh, you... Okay... Um, so please go to pr- www.prisons.org. You can also get this information at sfbayview.com. Both of these newspapers committed to the voices of the prisoners um, have documented, well-documented information about these historic hunger strikes, which we will be commemorating throughout the month of July. And this means this is an educational experience. It is absolutely important that this event, um, this very important, just crucial event does not get buried and that the, the people both on the inside and the outside do not get forgotten they, and that their voices are actually uplifted in this struggle forward as we Um, as we still seek to release our elders, especially of these hunger strikes, most of them are still inside. Even after being tortured for decades of solitary confinement, they are not home. They were released to general population, but even most of them were uh, slated for other kinds of solitary confinement. So um, we are going to be commemorating the incredible work. You will be hearing about the Ashker v. Uh, Brown class action lawsuit, um, which could not have been which could not have been victorious without the work, the beautiful solidarity, unity, shared humanity that existed between the prisoners and the people on the outside, lawyers, organizers, activists individuals who just believed in human rights um, and also the formulation of the agreement to end hostilities. Again, this was a united effort of the prisoners, from the prisoners across racial and geographical lines to come together and create this alliance to counter the tactics of the California 
state prison guards, their unions, and all the other um, uh, agents of, of resistance to these amazing organizers, imprisoned, caged organizers. We're going to be hearing all about that. And before we continue or before we move into that segment of the show, I do want to send out uh, just deep love, condolences, remembrances, and strength to uh, the family of Terry Collins. Terry Collins has passed on to the ancestors. We are in so much appreciation for the work of this beautiful brother, all that he gave to this community and to this radio station here, KPOO San Francisco 89.5. Again, our love and condolences to his family and, of course, to the energy of his passing. All right, here we go. We are going to get started with the formal complaint that the Pelican Bay State Prison Shoe Short Corridor uh, put together uh, to let the prison officials know about their intentions. You can read this in the by going to www.prisons.org and this is um, CPF's newsletter Prison Focus number 37, I believe. Let me get back to the beginning. Yes, number 37, the summer of 2011. This is the formal complaint. The complaint on human rights violations and request for action to end over 20 years of state-sanctioned torture to extract information from or cause mental illness to California's Pelican Bay State Prison Security Housing Unit shoe prisoners. Introduction. This is a formal complaint and request for action to end 20-plus years of state-sanctioned torture in order to extract information from or cause mental illness to California inmates incarcerated indefinitely in a punitive isolation at Pelican Bay State Prison Security Housing Units, also known as PBS SHU, based on arbitrary policies and practices re. The inmates' status i.e. a California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation gang label, without ever being charged and found guilty of committing a gang-related illegal act. In violation of the 1st, 5th, 8th, and 14th Amendments of the U.S. Constitution and international law barring the use of torture and other cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment as a means of obtaining information, coercion, and or punishment for acts or suspected acts committed as per UN conventions against torture of 1984 and 1985. Parties. One, named complaint, complainants on behalf of themselves and those similarly situated inmates, family members, friends, and concerned citizens harmed by such policies and practices. Two, the state of California lawmakers, including but not limited to Edmund Brown, Governor, and CDCR Secretary Matthew Cate, A.L., 
each and all of them being on notice of said violations and responsible for inmate care and treatment. The third summary of human rights violations. The CDCR has been violating the human rights of certain inmates for the last 10 to 35 years and counting via their policy and practice of arbitrary indefinite placement of said inmates into punitive shoe units alleging said inmate status again, i.e. a CDCR gang affiliation classification, which in turn is based on allegations made by confidential inmate informant seeking and receiving special treatment, etc., mandates this shoe placement for safety and security reasons. However, the true nature of such status-based indefinite shoe confinement is not clear. While the arbitrary nature of such policy practice is crystal clear, demonstrated by the fact that CDCR claims all validated prison gang affiliates automatically, quote, pose an immediate severe threat to the safety and security of all general population prison other inmates and staff, unquote, solely based on this, quote, status. It is notable that most inmates who have been in the shoe for the last 10 to 35 plus years have never been found guilty of committing a single gang-related illegal act. But the fact is that this status is actually only applied to a few hundred inmates, while tens of thousands of gang affiliates are in general population in prisons throughout the state. This arbitrary status-based indefinite shoe confinement was imposed on a few hundred inmates beginning in 1985 and 1986 without prior notice that a gang label was prohibited and sanctionable. Related rules and regulations were not included in CDCR Cal Code of Regulations, Title 15 rules, books, until 1999, while prison gang culture goes back to the 1950s. The CDCR began housing these inmates in Pelican Bay State Prison, SHU, upon its opening in December 1989. These inmates have been housed in PBS SHU based on this status for the last 10 to 20 years now, and their sole avenues for release from SHU are parole, death, mental illness, or debriefing. Quote, debriefing, unquote, requires a SHU inmate to provide CDCR staff with, quote, sufficient verifiable information that will adversely impact the gang, other gang members, and associates to the extent that they will never accept them back, unquote. This equates to a CDCR requirement that said inmates have a choice of remaining in shoe until death, mental illness, or becoming a known informant who has caused damage to other inmates. This makes the inmate and possibly his family members a target for reprisal, potentially for life. Many of these inmates are serving term-to-life sentences, and they have been eligible for parole for the last 5 to 25 plus years, but they are told that if they want a chance to parole, they have to debrief, period. The CDCR PBSP shoe policies and practices summarize violate both the U.S. Constitution and international law banning the use of torture and other cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment as a means of obtaining information via coercion and or to punish for acts of suspected acts, sorry, acts or suspected acts of misconduct as exemplified below. A. 
In December 1989, CDCR opened PBSP SHU, bragging that it was meant to contain and isolate the prison system's, quote, 1% worst of the worst inmates, unquote. And this would make the system safer and easier to manage. This has proven to be false. And we will see C, uh, it says C, note C. Okay, we, we will. There be... There has been a lot of CDCR, PBSP, and Guard Union, CCPOA propaganda generated about these worst of the worst ever since 1989, and it has been perpetrated by the corporate media via television, dramas, and movies. Yet, a review of these so-called demonized worst of the worst PBSP shoe inmates who are party to this complaint will reveal they are actually free of being guilty of serious rules violations for many years, and zero illegal gang-related acts in prison. Many have paroled and discharged parole, staying out of prison five to ten plus years. But as soon as they returned to CDCR, they were placed back into PBSP shoe indefinitely. C. Many of these inmates are those who utilize the legal system to challenge illegal CDCR policies and practices and encourage others to do the same. D. For the last 10 to 20 plus years, these PBSP SHU inmates have been subject, subject to the punitive conditions therein for arbitrarily applied status reasons in order to coerce them into becoming notorious informants for the state or die or suffer mental illness in SHU. Examples being, one, subject to 10 plus or 20, 10 to 20 years of sensory deprivation via isolation and intentional limitations of normal human contact and social interaction as much as possible. Two, denied physical contact with family and friends, no phone calls, and not even able to have a photograph taken to send home. The isolated location of PBSP shoe near the Oregon border and the fact that visits are restricted to one and a half hours on the weekends behind glass equates to no visits for most. Three, if they want out of the shoe, prisoners have to provide staff with information and be willing to testify against other prisoners, free citizens, including family members. This is a catch-22 situation. By either becoming a notorious informant, thereby by placing yourself, possibly your family, at serious risk of retaliation, die, or become mentally ill in the shoe. This is outrageous to family, friends, and concerned citizens, especially given the fact that CDCR staff are indifferent to and incapable of guaranteeing the safety of inmate informants and their families outside of prison. This is applied to life or parole eligibility too, i.e. become an informant or do life without parole. Four, denied adequate medical care. This became more pronounced when Dr. Michael C. Sayer became PBSP Chief Medical Officer in 2006 and who, with the complicity of several cronies like M. McLean, Sue Reisenhover, and James Flowers uh, et al., began to systematically discontinue and deny medication, specialist care, assistive aids, and telling shoe inmates, quote, if you want better care, get out of the shoe, unquote. Now, shoe inmates are chained down to the floor of the clinic like animals if they need to see a doctor or nurse. The psychiatric staff are complicit too, claiming that, quote, 
There are no mental health issues precluding continued shoe confinement, unquote, without any personal interaction with those inmates. Five, CDCR PBSP staff constantly seek ways to make shoe more punitive for these inmates. Examples, most cells are freezing in winter and adequate clothing and head coverings are restricted and denied. The food portions are smaller, much of it inedible or bland diet every day for 20 plus years. No exercise equipment is provided while most prisons furnish at least a pull-up bar, dip bar and shoe units. All property privileges are severely restricted, denied, compared to most long-term isolation units across the U.S., including Federal Supermax in Florence, Colorado. Recently, all college and educational programs have been taken away from all PBSP shoe inmates. Also, group punishment is a common response to any rule violation. All of this rises to a level which constitutes illegal policies that include psychological and physical torture for purposes of coercion and punishment, all based on the arbitrary status. Support for the severity of the combined conditions exemplified above is the fact that many of these inmates have died. Many have developed serious medical and mental illnesses and hundreds have elected to become known informants causing major problems for their families. When a person goes through the debriefing process, if they don't provide prison officials enough information on other prisoners and free citizens' criminal activities, they are told to come back when they do, forcing those debriefing to create and invent elaborate half-truth stories, incriminating many. Four. Examples of, illegal, of examples of legal support. Complainants present the following examples of legal precedent in support of this complaint and call for action. It is notable that California lawmakers and courts have been aware of these blatantly illegal policies and practices for 20 plus years. However, for the most part, they remain indifferent. Therefore, more direct action is necessary. All right, we are going to take a quick musical break and come back with the U.S. Constitution violations that uh, these men who are deemed the worst of the worst, who are really the best of the best, um, uh, have, have listed. So we will come back after this quick musical break. This is Prison Focus Radio here on KPOO San Francisco 89.5, and I am your host, Nube Brown. What'd you do last night? We did um, two whole cars. It was me, Dez, and me three, right? And on the first car, in small letters, it said, all you see is, and then, you know, big, big, you know, black silver letters that said, crime in the city, right? It just took up the whole Yeah, yeah it, it was a whole car and shit. Then it was a Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela, la ciudad respirando. Escúchela. The new moon rode high. 
in the crown of the metropolis Shining like who on top of this? People with sussling, arguing and bustling Gangsters are God thumb, hardcore hustling I'm wrestling with words and ideas My hands is prick Seeing what will transmit the scribes in the box Transcript yo, yo. This ain't no time where the usual is suitable Tonight alive is described and inscrutable The indisputable We New York the narcotics Metal and fiber optics, we're mercenaries who paid to trade hot stocks in for profits. Thirsty criminals in pockets, all knuckles on the second hands of working class watches. Skyscrapers is colossus, the cost of living is preposterous. Stay alive, you pay a die, no option. No Batman and Robin, can't tell between the cops and the robbers. They both partners, they all heartless, with no conscience. Back streets stay talking, what I believe our hearts stay parted. My legal talent stay sharp, like city lights stay dropping. In the night till she lets sunshine breathe in. Hell, vapors from bright stars to shine. Breathe out. We smoke, we chase the skyline. Heard the bass ride out like an ancient mating call. I can't take it, y'all. I can feel the city breathing. Chest heaving against the flesh of the evening. Stop before it died like the last train. Breathing in deep city breaths. Sitting on shitty steps. We stooped to new lows. Hell froze the night the city slept. The beast crept through concrete jungles. Communicating with one another and get a word. Reward is for from the hydrants to the gutters. Walk the beats, but the beats we be making. You on the wrong side of the track, looking visibly shaken, taking the plungers, plunging the death that's painted by the numbers. We crawl on the plot pressure. Cats is playing God, but having children by a lesser baby mother. But fuck it, we played against each other like puppets. Swearing you got pulled when the only pull you got is the wool over your eyes. Getting knowledge in jail like a blessing in disguise. Look in the skies for God, what you see besides the smog is broken dreams flying away in the wings of the obscene. Thoughts that people put in the air, places where you could get murdered over a layer. But everything is fair, it's a paradox we call reality. So keeping it real will make you a casualty of abnormal normality. Killers born naturally like Mickey and Mallory, not knowing the ways will get you capped like an NBA salary. So cats being seen to illustrate what we be seeing. Want to be a spiritual being when shit is shaking, but you believe it. The trees are growing in Brooklyn, seeds need to be planted. I'm asking if y'all feel me in the crowd, left me stranded. My blood pressure boils and rolls. These New York niggas act to spoil their shows. To the winners, the spoils go. I say to L, transfer to the two, head to the gates. New York life type trife, the Roman Empire state. So much on my mind, I just can't recline. Last the holes in the night till she lets sunshine. Breathe in. Hell labors from bright stars to shine. Breathe out. Breathe smoke, retrace the skyline. Yo, don't the bass ride out like an ancient mating call. I can't take it, y'all. I can feel the city breathing. Just even against the flesh of the evening. Stop before it died like the last train leaving. Listen to the shorties cut long Young girls with weak minds but they butt strong Tried to call 
or at least beat the Lord, but didn't have a touchstone. It's a dog and dog world, you gotta rush home. Some of this land I must own, out of the city, they won't hustle on. Tearing down the checks, creating plush homes. My circumstances between Cabrini and Love Jones. Surrounded by hate, yet I love home. Asked my guy how he thought traveling the world sound. Found it hard to imagine, he hadn't been past downtown. It's deep, I heard the city breathing the sea. A reality I touch, but for me it's hard to keep. I heard my man breathing to sleep A reality I touch, but for me it's hard to keep So much on my mind, I just can't recline Blast the holes in the night till she bless sunshine Breathe in that hell, it's from bright stars to shine Breathe out, we smoke, we treat the skyline Your heart of me is out like an ancient maiden call I can't take it, y'all, I can feel the city breathing Chest heaving against the flesh of the evening Kiss the eyes goodbye, I'm on the last train All right, we are back. If you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio, a project of California Prison Focus here on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. We have been listening to the formal complaint that was put forth by the Pelican Bay Short Corridor, um, uh, uh, what they call inmates or prisoners at Pelican Bay, the formal complaint we are honoring the 10th anniversary of the historic California hunger strikes to end indefinite solitary confinement. We are now going to read the U.S. Constitution violations of their formal complaint. U.S. Constitution violations, First and Fifth Amendments, Right to be free of punishment for association and or choosing not to speak. They name quite a few here. NAACP uh, versus Claiborne Hardware Company. We have U.S. versus Safirstein. We have um, American Arab Anti-Discrimination versus Reno and on and on. These... um, Read California Supreme Court's interpretation of California Penal Code Section 186.22, which is the penal code relied upon for CDCR rules. Read, quote, gang activity. See California Code of Regulations, Title 15, Section 3023. Examples only conviction for felonious gang activity is sanctionable per California Penal Code 186.22. Eighth Amendment, right to be free from cruel and unusual punishment, i.e. not to be subject to serious threat or physical or mental harm. See Vlandingham v. Uh, Bohorquez, for instance, and they go on and on regarding punitive conditions in PBSP shoe and mental health issues, wherein the court questions the legitimacy of shoe punitive measures being used indefinitely on the inmates at issue. And the court states, quote, in sum, those incarcerated in shoe for any length of time are severely deprived of normal human contact. Conditions in shoe amount to a virtual total deprivation, including, so far as possible, deprivation on human contact, unquote. I am um, uh, paraphrasing some of this. So again, I want to tell you that I am reading the, the formal complaint from the no, the prison focus issue number 37. It is the summer 2011 issue. Okay, let's continue here. The court noted, quote, 
Courts have recognized shoe conditions, length of time, and effects on mental health are factors that must be considered, unquote, and then concludes that PBSP shoe conditions were not a per se violation, quote, based on the current record, unquote, specifically stating the court, quote, cannot speculate on effect it may have on inmates confined in shoe for 10, 20 years or more, unquote, noting, quote, the inmates studied in connection with the case had generally been in shoe. Excuse me, I need to get to page eight. Just give me a minute, a second here. Just give me a second. We are there for three years or less, unquote. See also UC Santa Cruz Professor Craig Haney, expert psych. Studies of mental health issues re- quote, shoe syndrome, unquote, available online. And you can go to the, I believe you can still go to the UC Santa Cruz website and look up anything from Craig, Professor Craig Haney. Okay, importantly, the Madrid court acknowledged the applicability of the principles covered by the U.S. Supreme Court in Helling versus McKinney, 509 U.S. 25, 1993, Quote, these same standards will not tolerate conditions likely to make inmates seriously mentally ill, unquote. The Helling Court principle is that inmates subjected to unconstitutional conditions do not have to actually suffer physical mental harm in order to obtain relief if the risk of future harm is a, quote, substantial risk, unquote. The courts are supposed to provide relief. And in the unpublished ruling, UCSD-ND uh, Cal. Uh, this is Griffin versus Gomez. The court ordered CDCR PBSP shoe to release Griffin to general population after finding that the quote debriefing unquote requirement and risk of serious mental substantial risks to both physical and mental health that when combined rose to the level of an Eighth Amendment violation and ordered Griffin's release from PBSP shoe in 2006. Uh, yeah, in 2006, um, order granting writ June 28, 2006. CDCR's response has been, one, to place Griffin in the administrative segregation units, that's another form of solitary confinement, and two, to transfer him to Corcoran Shoe. Also see Robinson versus California, which held punishment for status is particularly obnoxious and cruel and unusual punishment, Unquote. Why is this still happening? All right, miscellaneous. See Madrid ruling at page uh, 1241, at, uh, and they go on to uh, these, these case laws. Uh, 186, re, some validated gang affiliates not placed in shoe. Also note, Cal Code of Regulations, Title 15 sections. Re, general prison population versus shoe gang affiliates eligibility for inactive status. This supports contention. Re, arbitrary nature of shoe. The fact that there are tens of thousands of gang affiliates in CDCR general prison population is well publicized in news stories and published general rulings. See also Madrid rulings at pages 1263 at FN2004. Um, re, contrary evidence showing a decline in CDCR violence starting in 1984, six years prior to opening PBSP shoe. 
Notably, an analytical study of CDCR violence since Madrid's January 1995 ruling will reveal a prison system a lot worse off since PBSP shoe opened. All right. And then you can see uh, UCSD-ND uh, findings of fact and conclusions of law, wherein after a court trial, the court held CDCR PBS P. Shoe officials denied Lyra of procedural and substantive, substantive due process, including that the 180-day classification reviews of his continued shoe retention were meaningless and caused Lyra serious mental illness. Such principles apply to all. However, very few obtain relief. International law, uh, sorry, international violations, i.e. the UN Universal Declaration of Human Rights and 1984 Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhumane, or Degrading treatment, Treatment or Punishment Ratified by USA 1994. Wherein the 1984 uh, CAT Article 1 defines and criminalizes torture. That means any act by which severe pain or suffering, whether physical or mental, is intentionally inflicted upon a person for such purpose, purpose as obtaining from him or a third person information or a confession, punishing him for an act he or a third person has committed or is suspected of having committed, or intimidating or coercing him or a third person when such pain or suffering is inflicted by or at the instigation of or with the consent, acquiescence of public official or other person acting in official capacity, unquote. There, is, there are no exceptions. Article 2, violations are criminal acts. That's Article 4. Clearly, the acts and omissions summarized herein violate clearly established U.S. Constitution principles and international treaty law, a flagrant violation of Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, which affirms that treaty law is the, quote, supreme law of the land, unquote. Conclusion. Good cause be demonstrated. The complainant's request a formal investigation, official international condemnation of said policies and practices, as well as direct action by those affected as deemed warranted, just and necessary to right these wrongs. Danny Troxel, Todd Ashker, Sitawa Nantambu Jama'a, Anthony Castellanos, George Franco, Gabriel Huerta, and James Crawford, the men of the... Uh, uh, the main representatives of the Pelican Bay Shoe Short Corridor. Note, on February 5th, 2010, the original of this complaint was sent to Governor Schwarzenegger and CDCR Secretary Kate. Editor's note, there are other names associated with this undertaking, but they are too numerous to list here. At the start, it appears as if there will be between 50 and 60 participants. Mind you, the first hunger strike uh, garnered 6,500 participants. I am also going to read this final notice, PBSP shoe, D corridor, hunger strike. Uh, I'm still reading from issue number 37, summer of 2011 from the, Calif from the prison focus, 
newspaper out of California, Prison Focus. And you can find this at uh, www.prisons.org. Attention. Beginning July 1st, 2011, let me remind you that we are commemorating the 10th anniversary of the historic California hunger strikes and the men, the heroes uh, that organized and activated this incredible, bold action. Attention, beginning July 1st, 2011, several inmates housed indefinitely at PBSP SHU D facility corridor isolation will begin an indefinite hunger strike in order to draw attention to and to peacefully protest 25 years of torture via CDCR's arbitrary, illegal, and progressively more punitive policies and practices as summarized in the accompanying formal complaint, which I just read. PBSP SHU D facility corridor inmates hunger strike protest is to continue indefinitely until the following changes are made. Our five core demands. One, individual accountability. This is in response to PBSP's application of group punishment as a means to address individual inmates' rule violations. This includes the administration's abusive, pretextual use of safety and concern to justify what are unnecessary punitive acts. This policy has been applied in the context of justifying indefinite shoe status and progressively restricting our programming and privileges. Two, Abolish the debriefing policy and modify active-inactive gang status criteria. The debriefing policy is illegal and redundant, as pointed out in the formal complaint. The active-inactive gang status criteria must be modified in order to comply with state law and applicable CDC rules and regulations. You can look at all of this while reading the formal complaint. As follows... A, cease the use of innocuous association to deny an active status. B, cease the use of informant debriefer allegations of illegal gang activity to deny inactive status, unless such allegations are also supported by factual corroborating evidence, in which case CDCR PBSP staff shall and must follow the regulations by issuing a rule violation report and affording the inmate his due process required by law, which means they're not getting this. Three, comply with the U.S. Commission 2006 recommendations regarding an end to long-term solitary confinement. CDCR shall implement the findings and recommendations of the U.S. Commission on Safety and Abuse in America's Prisons final 2006 report regarding CDCR shoe facilities as follows. A, end conditions of isolation. Ensure that prisoners in shoe and ADSEG have regular, meaningful contact and freedom from extreme physical deprivations that are known to cause lasting harm. B, make segregation a last resort. Create a more productive form of confinement in the areas, allowing inmates in SHU and ADSEG the opportunity to engage in meaningful self-help treatment, work, education, religious, and other productive activities relating to having a sense of being a part of the community. C. And long-term solitary confinement. Release inmates to general population who have been warehoused indefinitely in SHU for the last 10 to 40 years and counting. Mind you, they had already been experiencing this torture for decades. D, provide shoe inmates immediate, meaningful access to adequate natural sunlight, 
quality health care and treatment, including the mandate of transferring all PBSP shoe inmates with chronic health care problems to the new Folsom Medical Shoe Facility. Number four, provide adequate food. Cease the practice of denying adequate food and provide wholesome and nutritional meals, including special diet meals, and allow inmates to purchase additional vitamin supplements. A, PBSP staff must cease their use of food as a tool to punish shoe inmates. B, provide a sergeant lieutenant to independently observe the serving of each meal and ensure each tray has the complete issue of food on it. C, feed the inmates whose job it is to serve shoe meals with meals that are separate from the pans of food sent from kitchen for shoe meals. Number five. Expand and provide constructive programming and privileges for indefinite shoe status inmates. Examples include A, expand visiting regarding amount of time and adding one day per week. B, allow one photo per year. C, allow a weekly phone call. D, allow two annual packages per year. A 30-pound package based on item weight and not packaging and box weight. Expand canteen and packages items below. Allow us to have the items in their original packaging. The cost for a cosmetic stationary envelope should not count towards the maximum draw limit. More TV channels. Allow TV radio combinations or TV and small battery operated radio. Allow hobby craft items, art paper, colored pens, small pieces of colored pencils, watercolors, chalk, etc. Allow sweatsuits and watch caps. Allow wall calendars. Install pull-up and dip bars in shoe yards. Allow correspondence courses that require procured, uh, sorry, proctored exams. Sorry, allow correspondence courses that require uh, proctored exams. Note, the above examples are of programs and privileges are all similar to what is allowed in other supermax prisons, i.e. the Federal Florence, Colorado, and Ohio which supports our position that CDCR PSB staff claims that such are a threat to safety and security are exaggerations. Danny Troxel, Todd Ashker, Setawa Nantambu Jama'a, uh, Arturo Castellanos, and George Franco. All right, we are now going to hear from Imolimo out of Corcoran, California. He is one of the hunger strikers and survivors of 15 years of the torture of solitary confinement. Himalimo, how are you? Um, I'm doing okay. You know, the triple digits that came our way uh, kind of early this year, but it's, it's, it's manageable. You know, they're not really harassing us. We got the ventilations blowing pretty good in our cells, not warm air, kind of cool air still, which is a good thing. Uh, Sacramento's been, you know, visiting here quite, you know, quite often. I'd say maybe like three, four times a month. And the warden is walking on the yard and with the associate warden seems like once or twice a week just because they're going implement these body cameras. And, uh, of course, staff is worried about it, but they're making it seem like they're going to have to record, you know, everything that we're doing as if to say that you guys are going to be a lot uncomfortable because we're going to walk by yourselves every hour. And we're going to have the cameras on. We can't turn them off, you know, so be on your P's and Q's, basically. But we're looking at it like the cameras are supposed to view the things that you guys are doing. You know, we're not too much worried about that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, surveillance is surveillance. You know, we've been under surveillance 
you know, before. We're not, you know, we're not worried about it. But what they want uh, is is to actually want us to make them look good because the, the suits are coming in, making sure everything is is. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. You know, going okay. So, you know, we're just dealing with that. We're, we're glad about it to a certain extent because we know that our grievances didn't fall on deaf ears. So they can come see for themselves, you know, why we have to fight for everything. You know, it's because these lazy CEOs don't want to do their job. You know, they brought the virus in here. They weren't giving out masks. They weren't giving out hand sanitizer. You know, it was bad because of them. Not, you know, we're not, because we're not healthy or we're not doing what we're supposed to do. You know, so that's all it is. Yeah, and of course, that's what you've been dealing with for the, you know, pretty much all the time that you've been there, whether it be COVID or something else, you know, constantly right. having to fight for your, uh, for every little thing that you, that you get. Right, right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, Corcoran is, was always a corrupt institution from, you know, their, their officer's standpoint all the way down. I mean, when they used to put us against each other to shoot, a lot of the people didn't get fired, they got promoted. So the attitude hasn't changed. Uh, you would think that they would be more uh, more relaxed and not be so petty with everything, but you know, everything that we have, we have to fight for it. So it's not like they gave us anything. And when they try to supplement things uh, to their likings, like for instance, they want, you know, they want to come plain clothes and run one of the self-help groups. We're like, no, that's not, that's not rehabilitation. We don't want to interact with law enforcement. You know, we don't need you to know that we know how to function without your help. We don't want you involved in anything that we do. We know our problems in our inner cities, in our communities, because we come from them. You are not going to go back out there and assist anyone the way that we would. You know, you would harass because you guys are trained to identify with certain behaviors. And the behaviors that you see in us, to you are gang memberships. You know, so we don't want that, you know, at all. But what you can Absolutely. do is our outside organizations who are people organizations to come inside the prison and run the self-help groups. That way we can get those points from the board and get those kernels in our SC files so that people can be considered up for parole, you know. We have an alternative solution to everything they try to counter, you know. And it seems like they, they give in and don't want to. But we know we're up against a guard union that's, you know, well-resourceful, um, and we're not backing down from any of that. You know, we don't have a problem with airing dirty laundry. We don't have a problem with telling our stories about what happens when they started the Green Wall, these other prisons, and how it was. We don't have a problem with telling about, you know, how our life was affected psychologically when we were in the shoot for all these years and how they put us against each other and, you know, killed us, basically. Then lied to the taxpayers and said, you know, we were the worst of the worst, and then built corporate, I mean, built uh, Pelican Bay shoot, and then put us back there, which was, you know, like a dungeon, you know, so to speak. You went from one dungeon where you got a little sunlight to a dungeon with no sunlight, you know? And, uh, you know, a lot of people are still damaged from that. So our fight has just gotten more, um, it seemed like stronger lately because we noted that we were going to have a fight. So we haven't backed down, and all we've been doing is educating, you know, the youngsters on, look, at this time you win battles. you got to beat them with your mind with their own laws. You know, find the holes in there that they need to utilize that, and if you have to, then file a lawsuit. You know, so, you know, it, it, it's a struggle. It's getting more, it, it's starting to seem more and more like a paper struggle, you know, because that's where we're at with it right now. We're trying to get this racist property dude 
out of here who keeps making racist statements towards people, you know, and uh, we got the ombudsman online, you know, we got people calling up here talking to this new warden, you know, um, so, you know, we're still trying to fight and get rid of some of these people, especially before Black Always comes and we get facing more harassment. All right, I guess you are kind of getting ready for that. Well, uh, speaking of getting ready for things and everything that you you've just said, because I mean, this is these are all uh, this this fight, these tactics on both sides. How y'all have to um, uh, kind of counter respond or counter counter what these uh, COs and uh, Sacramento are doing uh, is 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 a long struggle, um, and we are about to. You know, starting in July, we're going to be celebrating or commemorating the 10th anniversary of the first the first hunger strike. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it's actually been that long. I mean, it seemed it it, it seemed it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but yeah, I, I guess it has. I'd have lost track of it, although I did encounter a medical problem from the third one because it was, you know, the length of time that we decided to do it, you know, and um, I just talked to the hematologist, I think, in a week, a week ago, and he said my platelets were still at a, a moderate level, I'm still, you know, my good platelets are eating my bad platelets, and I thought about it, you know, the hunger strike, and yeah, it, it was, st it's still something embedded in us that will probably never leave, a uh, story that we tell of our resilience, and how, you know, we did it, um, how we came about it, how well it worked, you know, we didn't think that it would open those doors and let us back into the general population. Some, you know, this is their first time experience with it. They were always in some form of solitary. But, you know, it does feel surreal at times, you know, uh, still trying to learn, you know, the new behaviors and mentalities that I'm watching. Because everybody's a kid now. You know, I, I realize I didn't got older and I'm not that old, but I didn't got older. So, yeah, yeah, 10 years, that's, that, that's a milestone. Uh, yes, I mean, and considering that that was the first of three, so you all decided to go on a hunger strike. And, I mean, do you remember this? I mean, remember, but, I mean, yeah. Can you, do you recall exactly what the five core demands are and then how they relate it, how they are, like, are any of those um, demands, have any of those demands been met? And are you, are, I mean, it sounds like, in some respects, you're experiencing the same, the same kinds of uh, you know, retaliation and or just neglect of of your demands, or just continuing yeah, having yeah. to fight every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I can't remember our five demands. We started with five and ended up going to like forty, I think, if I'm not right. mistaken. But better, we we really just wanted out of the shoe, you know, better food. You know, the, act, uh, the right to have clothing, you know, that we shouldn't have, you know, um, two appliances, things like that. Just the comfortability that were allowed, like others in the general population were allowed, and the things that they had took, because they had took so much. And by the time, you know, correspondence courses, you know, course study books, more than five, uh, th things like that, just what a, a sense of humanity, you know, that was taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And I, I do know that we want a lot of those freedoms back there, but it seemed like at first they were trying to just make us comfortable by giving us a few things. And we weren't going for that because the overall goal was to get out of here. So they strung us along for a little bit, kept giving us little more and more here, here and there. 
But once they finally let us out via the step down at first, where some was able to transition out, and then the, 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 the case, Asker's case went through, and they started kicking us all out, it's been a fight to get the things that we, you know, we, we had coming in general population, things that we still don't all have coming. I mean, we have minimal exercise equipment. We have self-help groups, uh, a couple of colleges with um, food provide with uh, in-cell studies where they do have a few proctors that come up here. Um, we, we have, you know, we still don't have uh, what we want, which is basically a fair and just parole board. You know, now that's a bigger objective because mm -hmm. you're not being judged by people from your community. You're being judged by the same people who put you in prison, law enforcement judges. You know, people with, you know, that are capitalists, the fastest state of mind, who don't want you to get out because they'll lose a job. And this guard unit has gotten so strong that they're even up against us, telling the governor, hey, look, they don't need programs, they don't need laws to change. You know, basically, we, we're we not going to be rehabilitated. What we're going to do is reoffend. You know, so, you know, society believes in um, capital punishment. They don't believe, they believe in revenge, an eye for an eye. You know, that's why they have the death penalty. So they, they don't believe in helping us in no form or fashion. So it's just a fight between us and our loved ones, you all out there, to um, get things going. So right now, um, a lot more... What we're thinking about is the laws changing so that we can win our freedoms that way mm -hmm. uh, and go to the courts in case the board keeps denying people because that seems like I have even a three-year denial saying, well, go get your GED because you don't have that because you have everything else. It's still, a, still something. You know, it's like they, they buy time so they can try to find other things to hold you in here longer. So we're still fighting. You know, it's, it's we're fighting the system through the courts, which is going to probably be the place we get the most relief. All right, but the longer time coming, because the reality is you yeah. have to just be out. Here, you should yeah. just be out now. Yeah. I mean, you said it been yeah, out all the time, and I know you know this, and I know this is just kind of a rhetorical kind of argument here that I'm bringing forth, but after, after and it had been deemed um, torture and um, illegal and unconstitutional to have held you all in solitary confinement for 10, 20, 30, some people over 40 years in solitary confinement. Y'all should have been able to come home with some, uh, you know, services to, uh, uh, of healing and uh, rehabilitation, not being, you should have come out and, and have the community uh, resources to make sure that you had a transition of uh, back to society. Uh, back to the community yeah. in the way. Yeah. And everything that they do to hold you, like you said, but now we have this criminal um, and corrupt uh, parole board, which is to, that sounds like an extension of... This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Of holding you, yeah. holding you captive. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, they don't want us out there. You know, right. they get paid because they got a job, you know, by working in here. So they don't want us out there, but we're fighting, sis. We got to keep fighting them. We can't yeah. hold back. We we know our rights are being violated, and you know we don't have rights. But as long as we stick together with this outside, inside, you know, uh, uh, love and correspondence that propels, you know, us to continue to fight, we won't we won't stop until all the press are free. You know, um, yeah. You have 60 seconds remaining. You know, unfortunately, our time is going to get cut short as always, but I will call you again soon and let you know of any new developments. You guys, I send my love to you all. Thank you for all your love and support, 
and uh, it's always a pleasure just talking to you. Oh, so much the same. Um, again, so much love for you and appreciation for you. We will, yes, continue to lift up, lift your voices out here for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll keep okay. fighting in here. No worries. All right. Okay. You guys take care. <laughs> All right. right you too. Peace. Our show, beautiful people, thank you for being here. Stay with us through the month of July. We must continue to educate ourselves and agitate and organize around getting our elders free. 916-445-2841. Liberate our caged elders. Get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer.